Welcome back to the Inner Sanctums Lover. In this episode, we've talked about it before, it's human design, but this time we actually got an expert in to really break it down. We are so excited for this episode, guys. Really hope you enjoy it. Welcome everybody back to the Inner Sanctum, another podcast episode with Salon Rising and joined by a guest today. We have the lovely Hillary here from Designed As You. I got it right. I just <laughs> got to hit this one on the nail. Um, who is joining us today to speak about a topic that we have tried to discuss before and really not we successfully really done so. Every single time. So we've brought up um, in the past a topic called human design. So Hillary is a specialist in human design. So she's going to accurately explain <laughs> for everybody what, human, what design. human design actually is. Welcome, Hillary. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, yay. So Hillary and I met. So I went to an amazing retreat with Laura McLeod, who I actually talked about in the last um, pod. And we met there. I have doubled in human design for quite a while. So my mentor and coach started as a human design coach and she read my chart mm. once. So I was kind of like, okay, this is kind of cool. But I think the more I started stepping into my leadership, probably in the last 12 months, the more I looked at the chart and was like, oh, oh my God, oh my this God, makes oh my sense. God, oh my God. Yeah. And then I did um, a chart with Hillary at this event and even just like hearing more things and you're a projector yourself, so mm-hmm. I'm a projector in human design. And so like even hearing, for me, I love having a projector as a like as a reader because I'm like, you get me, you're a projector as we well. We see each other. We see each other. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, I would love to know a little bit like in terms that everyone can understand what is human design and then how does it help people? Yes. Mm. And in a nutshell. Like business, obviously we are business owner focused. So how does it help business owners and, and people and just go? Yes. <laughs> it's it's quite a depthful modality in the sense that it's a way to understand and discover more of yourself. But when we're leaders and when you're, I guess – supporting or guiding other people it helps you understand those people it helps you understand them on a level where instead of assuming that they're exactly the same as you or they're similar to each other you can play to their strengths so what human design is it's a culmination of lots of different ancient wisdoms and also genetic physics to make your master blueprint of who you are who you came to be your greatest potential, all your gifts, all your strengths, your best environment, your best digestion, all the things. But when it applies to your work sense, it shows you how to best make your decisions. So I find this the most transformative because life is just a series of choices and decisions. So if you're making decisions and making choices that are aligned with you, then you know, you you step forward in a way that's correct for you. You make your aligned path and you look back and everything makes sense. So when it comes to work, it's also about playing to your your magic what you're here to give what comes natural what can happen especially when we're growing up is that we outsource all our authority and we try and be like everyone else Mm. when really we have our special magic it's not by accident you're naturally good at something so when we can see that especially in your employees or in the people that are working with you your colleagues you can all play to each other's strengths and then also understand how the other one works um because this is a thing yeah it's a thing it's like we assume that everyone's like us and then we get frustrated or annoyed or um we get frustrated at ourselves because maybe we're not as as um efficient at something that someone else is more in their design so it's like okay let's just get back all into our own lanes and then we can champion and bring up everyone else and um 
yeah, and at the end of the day, it's also just to have better relationships with yourself and with other people. See, because that's when we first started, like, started discussing human design within the podcast was we were talking about how we all did, as in Samara and I did the designs for our children to try mm. and understand our children better, to be able to guide them to be who they are and not, you know, have their authority taken away, as you say. So that's where we first came to it, wasn't it? Mm. Ironically, Samara is a projector who's parenting projectors. Like, Two projector oh, daughters. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's and I've got a pro- two projector daughters and then a man gen son. So oh, no. it's, um, yeah, even for me. And I, again, it's something I want to keep delving into because for me as a business owner, I want to know, and I haven't delved into enough yet. Like mm. this is the first really good conversation. And every time that um, a salon rising as a company, every time we find something that allows us to be better at what we're doing, understand people better. We're really strong in what we're doing. So I had a reading with Hillary um, after I did the event. I loved it and then had a full reading with her and then told Rich and Jen now they're having their own readings and then we want to do a reading together. So how we best work together, how we best support our teams and then it for me will be the next thing of how can I do this with my team as well so they can feel really supported as well. So it's just so cool that when you start to delve into something like this, there's just all these different avenues where you can uh, you can get better. Like you can absolutely more. Yeah. And meet people where they're at. Yeah. So if you I would love to know so if you were describing it to so there's obviously all our listeners that may never have heard of it because we've yeah. only heard of it. And we're like, throwing around names like yeah. I'm this and I'm that. So that doesn't make sense. Everyone's we need like, to break what? it down. So if you were explaining it so say someone out there that's listening has no idea about human mm-hmm. design, what is the easiest way to explain to them like if they like how do they look up their chart and what are the things that they need to look at? Because so often with my clients, I will be like, what is your human design? And they're like, I haven't heard of it. So mm. we get their chart up and then I'm like, just Google things. And as they Google it, they're like, holy shit, I've never found anything. Yeah. That I've not had a single person say to me, this doesn't relate. Like every single person that does it, it relates so hard. It's crazy, I know. So if you, if some anyone out there does no idea what we're talking about when we talk about human design, mm-hmm. what if they, how do they do it and then... And then let's break down some yeah. of the stuff. Yes. Yeah. So it's basically a measure of your energy, so how you use your energy. And with that, it's like when we use our energy in a way that's correct for us, that's when we create more flow, more ease, more um, less resistance and struggle because we're not forcing something we're not. So the way that you find your human design is through your birth date. So the whole idea and the rationale behind it is that you came through in the energy that you were meant to be. And through the process of your life, we get conditioned. We get ideas of what we should be for either from our parents, society, um, so teachers. So like I guess like you should go to uni. You should go to uni. You should do yeah. till grade 12. Yeah. Then you should go to uni. Then you do a degree. Yeah. And then you live life to that degree. You get married, you have 2.5 children and then, you know, yeah, like. exactly. That it's all the yeah. stories. Conditioning. And conditioning is not a spiritual word. This is in psychology. It's, yeah. a, it's, you know, for example, I can say for myself, it was, I was seen as like, you're the logical child. Like I had my sister, she was the creative and I was seen as the more logical. And it was, you know, like you're good at the maths and the science and all these things. And then I taught, I told myself that and I told myself I wasn't creative. And then when I got to uni and got time to, you know, you're expected to go to uni after high school, which, you know, it's great for the people that that's meant for yeah and then I ended up doing law and then I became a lawyer and then I'm sitting in my cubicle in law thinking how the hell did I get here this is so not me I am 
so this I felt like so inauthentic, like the soul was being sucked out of me. Oh, and yeah, yeah. you know, and if just even at the start, I, you know, was told, you know, follow your intuition or um, what you're naturally feeling called towards. And it's really funny. I even remember in grade 12 thinking, oh, maybe I would like psychology and, you know, all of this stuff. It's all about human behavior and understanding another. Yeah. And I remember thinking back that, you know, someone had said years before, like, you know, only psychologists, they must have, they said something about like, oh, they must have their own problems or something like that. Mm. And so that, that was conditioning imprinted in my thing. If I wanted, we all want to be happy and successful. So I thought, okay, well, maybe I could help people through law and then that looks successful Nothing even asked yeah. if that was actually looks successful. It looks successful, yeah. and then yeah. you get there, and it's like I feel anything but successful. As yeah. well, it's always hard and heavy. And I remember even going to court, and it would, I, I, I would struggle to speak and things like that. And you know, now when I'm talking about human design, it's like I don't need notes, I don't need anything. Yeah. So it's like what you're naturally meant to be sharing, and what naturally um, exuding through you. So back to your original question. Yes. No, 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 wait, stop, pause. <laughs> so how did you find – so yeah. you were a lawyer. Yeah. How did you find human design? I found it on a podcast. Wow. So, really? Yes. And the world comes full we're circle. Full circle. <laughs> Welcome back Honestly. to the podcast. Wow. Yeah, I think it's, you know, when we're looking for answers or looking for different points of view and I was looking around and everyone was doing the same things I was doing and I remember even being on the bus on the way to into the city. Um, this was in Brisbane and – really looking around and thinking, gosh, everyone, like everyone's doing this. Why am I the only yeah. one that's feeling, hating it? Hating like, it. Hating it yeah. Um, and yeah, so I was looking for answers and, and as well on paper, everything was right. So it was like, I started thinking what's wrong with me. And then I was also trying to be a generator, a manifesting generator yeah. probably. I was feeling so burnt out. I had to get my appendix taken out at one point because they, and then they, they took it out and they saw that it was actually fine. I was just having these intense stomach pains of stress. That's what I had. Wow. Yeah. That's what I had. yeah. Same thing when I was younger. Same really? Thing. Yeah. yeah. And I remember just woke up from hospital that morning, went straight back to work that day. That's how much I was pushing myself. Yeah. And um, and I started getting panic attacks and things like that. So I remember one day I was looking at my, you know, the, the my managers, my bosses, and one would loved the law. He was obsessed. He would read the legislation and he would get so excited about his cases. And it, I looked to him and I thought, you know, it's, it's his passion. He loves yeah. this. This is his thing. Yeah. And then I had another boss. It was the opposite. She was frustrated. She was, um, you know, I could see that this, you know, she was a fashion designer. She wanted to, she would tell me about her fashion. Wow. And then she would come in and feel really just, you know, you could tell she didn't want to be there. Bogged down. Bogged yeah. down, exactly. Yeah. And and then that energy was infiltrating the whole office. Mm. So I really saw it and I saw, thought, you know, I could become that. Like, why am I working so hard to something that I don't even love? And so, yes, I went down all the rabbit hole of podcasts and things. Mm -hmm. And I heard a podcast where she was interviewing on human design. I'd never heard of it before. This was back in 2018. And from there, I was obsessed. I heard I was a projector and I still remember exactly where I was. It even gives me goosebumps. And I was like, this is me. This is why it's not right what I'm doing. I'm forcing this thing that's not for me. And then from there, I just started studying it, you know, courses and gave me the courage to be like, okay, this isn't it. So then I let law go and I moved overseas for a couple of years. Wow. wow. <laughs> I love that. That is, that is so cool. Talk yeah. about finding your purpose. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. Oh, love. Okay, so they find out through their birth. So yes. you put it. 
you put it through the system. If you just Google it, um, we can probably put it in the um, link yeah, below. We'll, we'll link yeah. to your one on yeah. the um, link in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. If you press on yeah the link on Hillary's yeah. link, it'll bring up where you can put the design in and then the, the design. Yeah, you just yes. put your details in and then it will so bring you back your, your design. name, your birthday and you need your birth time. Yes. So if your mum's a dodgy and don't know your birth time, try and find out as yeah, close to possible. as close to possible. Yeah. I, I feel like if you don't know your time, it's such a shame that you don't get the wisdom that you can gain from human design. So just as close as possible. Also what you just intuitively feel connected with when you, you know, your mum says, oh, between four or six. So I would also suggest to look at it every 15 minutes if you're unsure, on unsure and see if anything changes. It shouldn't change that much. I was like that convinced that, that my your mother, mother had it wrong. Know. Like I was like, you don't know. She was like, I do know. And I was like, I just don't think you know. And she was like, I do. I was like, mm, you've had a lot of children. You don't know. Anyway, she came over to my house and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to ring the hospital. I'm going to find out. Yeah, like, you can I'm ring the hospital. Be that creepy person. That person, they're going to answer and be like, I don't give a shit about human design. We're busy delivering babies. Piss off. And mum came over and like slapped the, the baby you know, book, the, little, no, the, the thing little from thing the, that sits yeah. in the crib, and she was like, "See, I told you," and I was like, "But now I'm like, I'm so glad because I don't <laughs> question it. I know without a doubt yes. that, that is exactly my human design. Yes, but yeah, you need to know kind of, and then also where you were born. Yes, yeah, you were born. I, on. Yes, yeah, I have a funny story with that. But my mom, she told me it was ten thirteen, and you know, I've you know, it became my profession. And about two years later, she's like, I haven't been wanting to tell you. It's actually 10, 11. I checked your birth certificate. <laughs> it's two it's minutes, mum. It's fine. It's, it doesn't change anything. I was going to say, did it change it? It did. It, no. it did. It. Okay. But I like the sound of 10, 11 better than 10, 13. So <laughs> yeah. I was happy. Yeah, there's a yeah. synchronicity exactly. in that for sure. So any mums out there, please remember your kids' yes. birth time. Like write it down somewhere because one day they'll need it for their human design. Don't mm-hmm. mess them up. <laughs> I know. I don't. I honestly don't remember mine. I knew it though. Like mm-hmm. I knew I had it written somewhere to look it up for the kids, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. It's I've so no funny. We vaguely. were talking about this yesterday with the three of us, me, Rich and Jen, and I – like Jen has the best memory of anyone you've ever met. Like yes. she can remember She's what a defined I was head. wearing. Mm. She knows what I was wearing the day that I met her. Like mm. so if you ever want to get away with something, don't let it – don't tell Jen because I get away with nothing. She's like, no, you didn't. You didn't say that. Or no, that one time I forgot her birthday. Oh, God. We, I bring it up all the time. You bring it up all the time. I never bring I it up. I still hold on to that. <laughs> but that's very that's... disappointed. But I remember my children's birth times, times to the very minute, whereas Jen's like, I'd have no idea. No, I know within like I know within like the half hour, Not but I just – But I had really traumatic birth experiences. Mm. Yeah. So – both but times that make you remember more no, no. Oh, you like block I it was out. like yeah. yeah like I was not in a I feel place like that's a podcast birth experiences that's yeah yeah podcast I was too worried that my teeth were going to smash to like focus on what time it was okay this is yeah. a whole nother podcast but that's I'm another podcast guys <laughs> okay so we've got we do our chart so then there's different like there's different facets to break down in mm-hmm. your chart but you the first part you look at is your type? Would that yes. be correct? Yeah. And there are five. five. Oh, I always forget five the old reflectors. So there's mm. five different. Yeah, there's five different main types. Mm-hmm. But even if you can explain the percentages, because you, it's not just like 
the whole world is no. split up yeah. into equal five parts mm-hmm. and also what those parts mean. Yeah. That would be really cool. Sure. So, yes, everyone that's listening, look up your chart so you can actually start applying it so straight away. Pause the podcast right now. Pull over on the side of the road. Look up your chart. <laughs> so the rest of this podcast yeah. makes complete sense to you. Or just listen back, guys. It's totally fine. Subscribe. <laughs> You've got it forever. <laughs> I like that, Jen. Good job. <laughs> So, yes. And before I even get into this, I really want to also speak about how human design is just an experiment. So mm-hmm. it is a it's not a belief system. It's not something you subscribe or not subscribe to. It's just try and see how it feels to live your design. Yeah. And I always tell clients this. It's like give it two weeks, give it a month and see what happens. And you know, you feel better, things start flowing more. And so I just know deep down that they never will go back. So Once human, you know, yeah. you can't unknow. They pretty much say that human design is like you follow your human design and it's the path of least resistance. Exactly. Like every Your life just feels easy. Yeah. yeah. We make things so much harder than they need to be. It's like – and you can even think about it. When you're doing what you're meant to do and, do and you know, you're in relationships, obviously things come up and hard times happen, but you flow through them, you move through them. So every single energy type will have a not-self, which we'll get to, and that's your clue to see if you're forcing something that's not right for you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So, okay. So we have the five types. I will start with the manifester. So before actually your energy type is how I said at the start, how you use your energy. And it's the most important part of your human design because it gives you your strategy, which is your strategy to make things happen, bring things into existence. So everyone's so different. There's billions of different configurations of human design. That's why we're all so unique. And in human design, it's called the science of differentiation. Yeah, it's not just like your – so there's 12 different – Profiles. Astrologies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not like that. It's not like that. It's like you have your type and then when you guys see your chart, there is like – so much on there that goes like Hillary can read my chart and go, this is how you see money. This is how you make decisions. Mm. This is how you move that. This is how you do that because that's in as close you do this. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, yeah. it's not like there's five types and that's it. You stay no. in that. It's like, that's your type. But then there's so much else. like, that's why when you get a reading of your chart, it's like, Oh my goodness. Now yeah. I understand. So, you know, for example, you're going to say it now, but I'm a projector. So me being a projector and Hillary being a projector doesn't mean that we're the same. It no. means we understand certain mm-hmm. things because of how our type is, mm-hmm. but we are completely different because yeah. our charts look completely different. Exactly. Yeah. It's nothing. It's not your personality. It's not how other people relate to you. That's more your profile. Yep. And two projectors, we just use our energy in the same way. Yes. yes. So, and then the generator uses their energy differently. So yep. everyone is so different and exactly how you said a lot of people will ask me are you psychic or are you how do you know all these things and it's like it's all in your chart that's how you can honestly just see into someone so easily Mm. um and yeah you can just read into yourself so much more and it's a permission slip because you're like okay if i'm designed like this then maybe i should honor that and just and do it and lean in and leverage it not feel scared no not doubt it or not second guess everything it's like well it's here i think we're in this stage hopefully one day we'll never need human design and we all just trust ourselves we trust our our intuition we play to our strengths we work through our weaknesses we're not just um, we don't need a piece of paper or a system to tell us so yeah Guys, if you've loved this conversation as much as we have, we took it into a masterclass where it delves into how to use human design within your business. So how to have those conversations with your staff, how to best inspire your staff, and also how you make decisions as a salon owner. So if you are interested in this, we are so pumped 
head on over to our website and pop in the code DESIGN10 for 10% off and come into this masterclass and learn how human design best works for your business. Okay. So we have our first type, which is the manifester. And the reason why I start is because they're the initiators. So guys, and Jen is, knows, Jen is a manifester. Jen is a manifester. I am a manifester. Yes. So manifestors are really here to create something new, create difference and impact. You can feel a, gener- uh, feel a manifester when they walk into the room because you have this impactfulness and this like bigness in your energy. And that's what you're here for. The biggest shadowing or the biggest conditioning or the biggest stories that a manifesto can tell themselves is that, you know, I'm too much. I need to dim myself. And this is what we can grow up with of feeling like, you know, in order to be loved, I need to do these things for people or I need to fit in a certain box. It's really, really common for manifestors to become people pleasers, Please especially in minutes. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it it stops the manifesto being their full true self because often learned as kids of like I need to you know quieten myself or make myself a bit more palatable for people around me so it makes more sense. Whereas they say the manifested children weren't meant to be parented. They're like they know what they're here for. They know what they're doing. God knows my mother would agree with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be tamed. For me, the funniest thing is two of my very best friends are manifestors. Mm. So Jen's a manifestor, and my best friend Trace is a manifestor, and. I can see that because I can see when Jen dims herself because Mm. she doesn't want to, like she's like, no, I've got to let everyone else have their time. I dim myself. Whereas my other best friend, she (laughs) kind of just knows who she is. She Mm. so does. She knows who she is. She doesn't give a shit if no one, if people don't, but she thrives in that. Like, Mm. and people are so, are so glamoured by how well she turns up and does yeah. life because she's not apologetic to who she is and what she does. Yeah. And so I think it, it is that people take it as a holy crap, I'm kind of feel nervous to be around her because mm. she knows who she is or I'm so in awe of this human because she knows who she is. But yeah. it's so funny because I can see both sides because Jen's coming more out in her manifest self oh, than ever now that she's stepping in living her design mm. and is not afraid to step up and be like, no, or yep. And yeah. I can see the difference in that because I wouldn't have picked them both as manifestors, but now when you say the conditioning, I can see why Jen held that. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. a lot of manifesto women especially. And the more and more you can be the unapologetic and be okay that sometimes other people won't understand you or won't get you and it's okay. They're not your people. And the people that like love you and are here for you, I like to think that when a manifestor is born that they have a group, a big group of people that are meant to connect with that manifestor. It's like totally yes, that. it's called your fractal in yeah. human design. And so you don't want to be like putting on, I guess, masks or feeling like you have to be anything other than you're not because you'll never feel truly connected to other people because they won't be seeing the real you. Mm. Um but the manifesto Jen you are here to so create. Jen feels so deeply seen right now. I told you. Oh, Hillary's amazing. Just on a tie. Wow. <laughs> so that's – I love – I hope everyone's done their design. So mm-hmm. I hope if anyone is, like, as they look through their types, they're feeling, like, deeply, like, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And it's so important for you to be highly independent and feel free. Micromanaging will feel really terrible as a manifesto. You feeling like you have to micromanage people or being micromanaged, you really need your creative – um, space and expression that you'll you create like when you're creative that's when you'll feel most yourself and in your flow and where you know you're on track is when you're 
having a sense of peace. This is called your signature self as a manifester. And this is where you're like free to do what you want, free to create, free to be who you self. You don't feel like you're being suppressed or under the thumb or put down. And that can happen when you're not feeling like you first have to give that to yourself. Um, mm. if you don't give that to yourself, then you're always going to feel like at the realms of other people and always kind of, um, never, I guess the main character in your own story, if we yes. want to be thinking like manifesting, we all should be main characters in our stories, but especially the manifesto, um, because that's when you create the change that we need. If you're just doing what we've always Jen seen. Jen doesn't want to me right now, right? I don't. She's going like, <laughs> Yeah. Is. So yeah. main character energy is going to be your new <laughs> superpower. It's giving main character it's vibes giving for sure. giving main character vibes for sure. Yeah, and being okay with that impactfulness, being that you're still safe, that people will love you and that you'll feel most, I guess, not even purposeful but you're most peaceful. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here doing my thing and the more that you can – let yourself not make sense to other people is really important because especially when you're creating something new, it's not going to make sense to other people until you go and do it. And then you're like, here, look, now I get it. You know, for example, we wouldn't have understood the iPhone until it's sitting in all of our hands and now we rely yeah, on it. That's so, so interesting. Yeah, you, if you, you're meant to have a vision as the manifesto and, you know, a, a famous example is JK Rowling. She's a manifesto. She had Harry Potter and she got rejected so much when she was putting it out to publishers and then when she finally published it, obviously you see there's a cult following with Harry Potter and then there's some people yeah. that don't really give a shit about Harry Potter. Like I don't, I don't want to offend anyone here but it's never been my cup of tea. Get and on the podcast you wrote. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Let's go find a human design person that likes Harry Potter. I was just about to say but we don't like those people but that's okay. We still love you. <laughs> that's the first time I've ever, um, I've ever been open and said that. I use JK Rowling all the time. That's why. Yes. Yeah, we'll kick Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> As you can tell, Jen and I are like deep. Die hard. Those deep cult diamonds. Oh, yeah. I love it. I'm glad, I, I'm glad J.K. Rowling, you can find inspiration in that. For because, sure. yeah, she went and created something that we'd never seen before. Yeah. And how successful she was and really stuck to it. So that's a beautiful example. All of the famous rulers and leaders were always manifestors. So um, your strategy as a manifesto and anyone listening is that you are here to follow your urges. And these are the urges where it's just like you have a surge of energy and it just get up and go, I want to do this thing. It often won't make sense. If it does make sense, it's often not an urge. It's it's more your mind intellectualizing something. So yeah, it's, you know, okay. start this, reach out to this person, drop this or um, it's always going to be with a surge of energy. So you have to ensure that you're getting rest. Um, because you need that space to be able to get up and go. I like to think that a manifesto is like an explosion of energy. You don't want to be like a candlelight going all day and just being a bit, you know, dull. It's like I'm coming in, I'm making an impact, I go away and I rest and I recollect and I, you know, gain different perspectives. So, yeah, and also yeah. inform people what you're doing is the other part of your strategy. Let people in, let people know it's not about asking for advice. It's not about trying to persuade people or get people on board. It's like you're just letting people know so we can come and support you because that's the thing. We, we want to support our manifestors. Okay. Yeah. And you're only 9% of the population. Say, you're rare. percentage? 9%. Rare. Nine. I honestly think it's th – th these percentages were taken when, um, you know, when it was first being brought to human design. It only was brought in the 80s. So I honestly think it might be a little bit less, the manifestors. I honestly barely have readings of manifestors in Australia, which I used to a really? lot more in overseas. 
um, when I was doing readings overseas and even when I'm doing my online readings, there are a lot more manifestors, but it's really interesting. I'm seeing way less manifestors in Australia. Do you know what's funny? My husband's a manifester oh, as well. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. So rare. Yet so two of us. Two of <laughs> you. I know. That's so true. Beautiful. The one thing that before we, because this is so exciting, I want to keep doing yeah. these designs. What's the not self? The not self is anger. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So anger, I always talk to manifestors, <laughs> you need anger to be connected. Yes, good. Having your outlets. That's good. You need to no, make friends with like anger. literally, and you don't believe me, but my like, no, I'm saying it is real. Oh, Angry yeah, no, it's totally you. real. Yeah. Like my, they you used to say, can you smell Jen what Marsh, Jen's cooking? Like so The Rock, angry. you know, like yeah. so angry. Jen no, doesn't drink vodka because of that reason. Yeah, that is correct. She gets very ragey. Not a fun yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just being. Listening to this, it's like, that's not true. Jen is the sweetest human in the world. Oh. I've seen her raging at her kids. She gets angry. But this is the yeah. thing. It's not labelling it as bad or labelling. Yeah. It's just energy moving through your body. It's often when you're not letting yourself fully express. So maybe when, you know, you're feeling relaxed at a night and you're having a couple of drinks, you're like all this kind of pent up of like where am I suppressing myself or where am I not letting myself just be free, it can come out. So it's never bad though. This is even as well because you're an emotional authority, which we'll get to. I'm also an emotional authority, which is we have these natural highs and lows and it's just seeing it as energy moving through your body. It's not yeah. something that you need to attach a reason to why am I upset right now or why am I having a down day? It's like, no, I'm a human human person experiencing what it is to live on this crazy world. Yeah. Um, so when you just see it as energy moving and letting it out is important as a manifesto. And because what can happen if you don't let it out in a healthy way, it can then come out when you're on a night out or when we're with our partners. And it's about not trying to create a narrative around it and just like, okay, it's a clue. Where am I not listening to my urges? Where am I not allowing myself to just freely express? Where am I not just being me? And yeah, you know, I'll if you if you need the to beach, angry music. Yeah. yeah, listen to angry music, but punch the pillow. Um, I have a beautiful uh, student, like she's learning human design to become a reader and she has a child and the, he's a manifester and even at the school they have like a couch that he goes and lets his anger out and it's like not seen as this bad thing. It's like he needs a place where he can just like like punch something and then he's good. Mm. Yeah. And it's just normalising this stuff rather than seeing it as bad. the shameful bad yeah. thing. It's yeah. like, no, it's just get the energy out. As a ragey kid. Yeah. 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 Awesome. yeah. Okay. Next, design. Next is the generator. So the generator have a very strong gut instinct. It's all about your gut. If you're a generator and you're listening, none of us have this um, this sacral gut that we're talking about with the generators and the manifesting generators. So you are designed to follow whatever your gut is lit up by, whatever expands you, gets you going. It's whatever feels like a full body yes. Mm -hmm. So this is not by accident. This is not random as a generator. This is where you're meant to go every single generator as Samara was saying earlier it doesn't mean all your guts are going to be lighting up for the same things your gut lights up for your particular thing of what you're here to be doing so the generators are the builders they're the creators they're the ones that are energy bunnies when they're doing what they love but unfortunately we have a lot of frustrated and a lot of um, burnt out generators because they're forcing things that are not for them yeah so you know, they're even in the 
you're not a generator, yeah. you're a projector, but even in that you were doing law. Yeah. Like so it'd be that if there's generators out here that aren't doing what they're meant to be doing. Yeah, be you're going to still feeling it. They're not feeling like your old boss might be a generator mm-hmm. and she's meant to be doing, she's doing law, hates it and she's. Should be doing fashion, fashion design. design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Because it can just, it'll drain the energy right out of you. And this is the whole point of the generator is life force energy. We're running, this world is running off generator energy and if we had satisfied uplifted excited empowered energy we'd not only have that we'd all be running off that but we'd also have the things that are meant to be created all the inventions all the the businesses all the things whereas we're running off a lot of this frustrated energy because there's so many people that are doing things because they feel like they have to out of obligation or out of conditioning that they can't do what they love and make money this is Mm. one of the most biggest conditioning in in society is that if you like you just you have to pick a secure or a known job in order to be Be safe yeah yeah Yeah. we all just want to be safe exactly and be financially free all of us just want to be safe and free like if you look at you you've gone from a law degree Mm -hmm. which they say makes money into a human design degree exactly more wildly successful than hundred percent living your design. Absolutely. Yeah. I yes. And I think people are shocked when they hear that. It's like, but it's when you're doing what what you're naturally here for, success comes, you will always be supported. It's the same yeah. thing, I guess, within this is really cool when it comes to salon owners. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, that whole thing of like hairdressers can't be successful. Oh I cannot stand that. Brown yeah. artists, they can't be successful because it's just like that career that you do when you don't know what to do other things. But at Actually, if you're living your design, you can be wildly successful and yeah. wildly Anything. good money and just love what you're doing because of the fact that you are living exactly what you live. And this is something that Jen and I preach to our kids yeah. a lot. A like lot. Just if you want to be a rubbish man, be a rubbish man. But fucking love being a rubbish man. You'll be yeah. successful at it. Be the best 100%. rubbish man be ever. Be the best rubbish man yeah. ever. Just fucking rubbish that up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then people want to be around your energy. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like when you're, whether it's a generator or an MG or anyone, when we're doing what we love, people want to be around you. People offer you more jobs. They offer you opportunities. They yeah. want to They want to be in your energy. They want to know what you're creating. So clients will always come. So yeah. it's, it's never feeling like um, all these stories that we tell ourselves is coming from the mind. And this is what human design teaches us. It's to come back to your intuition, come back to your body because the mind is full of these limiting beliefs and all these stories. Yeah. The mind's great for you know ideas and strategizing and things like that but making decisions it shouldn't be the mind because it'll end you'll end up in a law cubicle when it's so wrong for you if i trusted my intuition was like oh this human human behavior thing and kind of gone down that direction who knew who knows so it took me you know a good almost 10 years to come back full circle so it really is as a generator follow that gut follow that sacral You're here to, you know, create this life force energy and that happens when you are following the desire. And I think as well, another another thing as women, we can feel like, does that make me selfish? Does that make me, um, you know, putting myself first? Especially I get a lot of generator mums who aren't used to even asking what is my needs or what do I desire? It's just not even a thought. It's no, what does my family need or or what did my parents need? need from me when I was a kid and then it's just constantly so and they have to interesting, learn and this is something we're gonna go so we're gonna go into this later we're doing a master class on this guys <laughs> we'll talk about that shortly but even when I can see one of my staff members when you talk like that 
so often she can get so burnt out and so mm, frustrated. Yep. And then I'm like, what are you doing for yourself? And she's yeah. like, I'm not doing anything for myself. Mm. And as soon as she starts doing the things that light her up again, so she's back in her training. She's, she's recharged her, her she's, she's battery. Her like, yeah. you're, you're you again. It's like, but she's just, you know, she's got kids and she's got a partner and she's working and she's just going through that motion where she's not giving back to herself and then she's, re- she's losing herself. Like exactly. once she gets back into doing the things that she loves, she's like ready to go, energize bunny exactly. again. Exactly. And then she's a better mother and then she's yeah. a better, you know, better at work. So it's really seeing that you need to energy bank this and it's just by doing what you love mm. and it's seeing it as part of your process. Mm. It's not something that's silly or not something that's a waste of time or that um, something that you shouldn't be prioritized. It will make you better in everything that you do. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. What is the not self? The not self is frustration as a a generator. So this will feel like a frustration in your body, a lot of huffing and puffing. I always tell generators, notice if you're huffing and puffing, they might not even hear it. Other people will hear it and, you know, sighs. That's because there's like this this lack of energy moving through your body and as well energetic frustration. When things aren't flowing and things aren't moving, that's often a sign because generators, when you're following your gut, things move so quickly. It's yeah, like okay. it's like all of a sudden this person wants to work with you, all of a sudden that person reaches out. You're always responding with your gut. So this is the strategy of a generator. Respond with your gut. Use your five senses as you move through the world and always be like seeing what is, is there an expansion in my body? Do I sit up on my chair? Do I feel excited? Is it like, oh, yes, these are all the sounds that you want to be listening to. And um, you're not meant to just know what you're meant to do. Like you're not meant to stare at a wall or be in a meditation and think, what am I meant? To, what's my life purpose? It's when you're moving through the world, always respond when you feel, when you feel a yes that's a sign to reach out and grab that thing. Mm. You hear something, you feel a yes. You smell something, you touch something, anything, and that's your clue to the next step. And then the, this is the tricky bit. It's trusting that the next step will arrive when it's when it's time. Mm. We yeah. all we want the full action plan ahead, especially if you have an open mind, if you've got the centers open at the top. We want the full action plan before we make the first step. But that's not how life works. Yeah, We need to trust that, okay, like this is where I'm being guided now. Even though it doesn't make sense, I'm trusting that my gut is always right. Look back in times in your life when your gut has been. And then... You, you can trust that when the next one arrives, you just rinse and repeat, do the same mm, thing. And then it good. all adds up and you look back and you're like, okay, now I know why I had to do that course or why I had to go to that coffee shop. I met that person. It's like yeah. we never yeah. know. We might think, oh, I'm enrolling into this course because I'm meant to study this thing. No, maybe you're meant to meet someone there that you end up doing a business with or you get the idea because you hear the teacher talking and it's got nothing to do with the course. Mm. So we want to like – they call it a body con- uh, body passenger like consciousness where we're almost like a backseat. Our mind's a bit of a backseat and just like let your body go and then flow with it and that's when there's least resistance. So what – What's yeah. the number of population that a generator generators? Generators is 35%. Okay. okay. Um, so it's going to be mostly generators um, and manifesting generators. So we'll get to that next. And then your true self and your signature self, when you're on the right track, this is your clue, is a feeling of satisfaction. So you go to bed and you feel satisfied that, oh, I use my energy in a way that feels really um, nourishing, sati- satiating, satisfied, like you just had a full meal. That's what feels very satisfying for a generator. So these are the Beyonce's and the Oprah's when they're doing what they love, they're so magnetic. And it is all about knowing that when you have that gut energy always backing you, that's when you're going to be most sustainable. You know, it means sustainable. Like we think of Beyonce's and Oprah's, they've been in the game for forever. Mm. 
and it's they're, and they've been they're masters of what they've been doing. That's what the generator is, and that's what differentiates them between the manifesting generators. Okay, so the next one yeah. is the man yes. manifesting, manifesting generators. So these people also very similar in the sense of that they have their gut response and you they have the same strategy, follow your gut. But the difference between a manifesting generator and the generator is that their gut is going to be changing all the time. So the manifesting generators, their gut will change a lot more often. So they are people that are always going to be moving and changing and evolving and they will always have these new identities creating and it's about it's important to let themselves move as their gut is changing not feeling like they have to stick to one thing or they have to master one thing because that will actually drain and suppress them they love to put their energy in lots of different places and when they do that they become the energy buddies like Samara was saying one of her um one of the women in her salon is an mg and she lifts the energy of the room of the of the place so this is a beautiful example of an mg when they're just doing their thing and letting themselves have their fingers in lots of different pies they'll have lots of different hobbies and lots of different interests and it's about they often won't make sense to each other and that's okay it's not about trying to make it all align and you know they'll often be either hairdressing then writing a kids book DJing on the at night and everyone else is like how are you doing so much we never want to try and compete with an MG mom especially if we're projector or manifesto moms like the MG moms are the ones that like you know doing the the football and then they're also doing the speech and drama and then they're they've also got their full-time job and they're just doing so much (laughs) you know where you like you look at your mom friends and you're like I reckon she's a man. Yeah. Gen. I reckon yeah. she's a man, Jen, because they're the ones that just do yeah. it all. And then she's got her kayak on the top, and then her, you know, and then all her hobbies, her paint in the back, and anything. It's like, you know, I can often joke with MGs that they can be quite expensive when they ha- get hobbies because they buy all the things, and then they might be over it in three months. But that's important. People that are manifesting generators, you're. God is going to light up for something that you're meant to move towards, but you master things very quickly as an MG. So you might enroll in a course or you might start a podcast or even start a book and halfway through you're like, okay, I'm done with that. I got what I needed and trust it. Don't feel like, oh, you know, I got to force myself to finish it or I forced myself to stick to one thing. No, it's only going to drain you and it's only going to stop you from your progression. And a good example of an MG, this is Rihanna. So, for example, she started with music and she became wildly successful and then she openly said no I'm done with music I'm not making any more records she went into Fenty she went into fashion design you know skincare and she's more successful now Mm. and now she's in motherhood Mm. and you know she's done philanthropy and she keeps it moving she's never like you know maybe her music wouldn't have been as good when she if she kept enforcing it Mm. so it's about seeing that your way of success is not going to be linear if you're an MG. You're going to be moving around. You're going to be changing a lot. But because you move so quickly, you can't be waiting for the rest of the world to catch up. Mm-hmm. You can't be waiting for people to accept the way you're doing things. Often what I talk to MGs, it's like you got to own that you're someone that shifts and changes. When you come to someone and you say like, yeah, I'm starting this thing, I'm getting rid of that, I'm enrolled in this and, you know, I'm really excited about this new venture I'm starting and it's such a different energy than when if you're coming all wishy-washy and being like, oh, yeah, I, I'm kind of starting this new thing maybe. I don't know, it's kind of silly. 
then people reflect that energy. Yeah. So it's like when you own it, when you say it, everyone's like, yeah, go, like amazing. Look at you go. You're showing us that you can be and do it all. So that's going to feel really satisfying. If you're feeling bored or frustrated, again, this is your your not self. And it's also going to feel like the stagnancy of energy. Mm. That's the worst thing for an MG. You're meant to be so like moving, lit up, energetic. So that's the case of just come back to your gut. Where are you saying yes to things that should be a no? That's a yeah. big question to all generators and MGs. you got to be so like your sacred no. If there is a no, you have to be brave enough to, to say it and no people pleasing and know that if it's not right for you, it's not right for them. And you'll just show up as a shell of yourself anyway. Mm. So really honour the no and always yeah come back to the yeses. They're not random, they're not by accident. Amazing. And their true self is that lit up. The true self is that lit up, satisfied, so the same as the generator. So the only difference is that the MG just moves a bit quicker and can often like skip a few steps, jump a bit forward um, and they often will like to have a lot more change. The generator sticks usually to the same realm whereas the MG will just shift and change and they really have to be okay with like, you know, the, the death and rebirth, the like letting yeah. things go, yeah. moving it on, like let go, let go, let go is so good for an MG. Yay. Yeah. All right, so we've got two left. Yes. What do you want to go first? Projector. Which is yes. me and you. Yes, yes. So projector is only about 20% of the population and, again, I think it's actually less. But right now the projector is was the latest of the energy types to start being born because there was a need and I guess – where we were evolving as this human species was guiding all this energy that was already happening. So we have these generators, we have the manifestors, we have the MGs, all this energy and the projectors are here to guide. They're here to show how to best use that energy. So projectors are very obsessed with the, like with the other. They really can see deeply into other people. They can hone in. It's a lot about like, how can I support other people? How can I help make them life a bit better? How can we as a team work better? It's a lot about like success of the team. It's all about the other. (laughs) <laughs> it's a it's so much we're projectors we like we often don't look at ourselves as much so we can see so deeply and we can't see ourselves as clearly often it, it helps to have another projector to to also see deeply into each other i have my you know my good friend my best friend she's a projector and i'll often ask her i'll be like projector advice just tell me what you see you know i can't see myself so clearly right now you're really here to guide and your energy works differently in the way that you're not here to like force yourself to do 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 and all this energy it takes away from your real natural skill which is to oversee and which is to give different perspectives and which is to lead and and it's a different type of leadership. It's it's more from, um, you know, leading from behind, like leading through empowerment. You really, as a projector, you see the potential in other people. And you're often everyone's life coach, everyone's psychologist, everyone's, you know, champion because the projector always wants to lift everyone up. Um, and I really see that the projector holds like the space of the people around. So this is why we also need a lot of rest as a projector because you're doing a lot without you even realising. You're holding your family together. You're holding your people together and it's all very done energetically. So the projector, it's very different to all the other types of how we think you know, how you're supposed to live or how you're meant to be successful. So, um, but there's a lot of high achievers that are projectors. So they 
try and like keep up with the game of that we're all playing. And so there's a lot of burnt out and a lot of bitter projectors mm. because they're either forcing things again that's not right for them, but they're also trying to like prove themselves or recognize themselves in things that aren't for them as well. Mm. So I definitely did that with law and it's all about moving towards internal recognition of seeing what you have to give is valuable. Mm. So projectors, you know, you can do, you're very, very efficient. So you can do eight hours of work in three hours. And, but that doesn't mean you should do 24 hours of work in eight. Mm. And this is what a lot of projectors are doing. And I used to even remember when I was in the law firm, I would get all the work done that I needed to get done. And, you know, I would see that I could do it really quickly. And then I was thinking, I was like, why do I have to sit here all day? And like, and I was like, I guess I will like force myself to do more, but it just wasn't flowing as much. And I was feeling like, I was just like, there's no point. This isn't actually good anymore what I'm doing. So it's really seeing that like ride the energy when it's their projector. And then when it's not, this is when you're, you're learning about the world. This is when you're, you know, getting more guidance, more, um, I guess, wisdom under your belt. You, uh, every projector is just really loves to learn. You're a two four, aren't you, Samara? Yeah. So you're a bit different. Yours is more like um, you obviously love to learn, but it's um, you are really true natural, and it's all about your people. All about like how can I support my people? Um, other energy types, like if for example, me as a five one, it's like all about study. It's like all about learning. All about fixing. So look to your profile as well if you're a projector of the role you're here to step into. So, or you can do the master class. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we are um, next week, while we quickly touch on this, next week our master class will be yeah. um, up for you guys um, where we're going to delve into this even deeper, especially as salon owners, how we best support Yeah, like staff, human design and business. All and, of it. Yeah. So this is just like the types, but we're going to go into – all the different stuff in the masterclass next week, which we will give you more information on at the end of this. Absolutely. Beautiful. And so the strategy as a projector is that you are here to wait for the invitation and how this works. This is not a disempowering thing. This is so that the, you are aligned with the right people. You are guiding the right people. So, with a projector, you are really designed to follow your curiosities and what you naturally see. Every single projector has their thing, their niche, the thing that they just so could naturally do with their eyes closed. And it's often can be in a process. It can be they're very efficient and love like, you know, things being a certain way or through other people. It's often about other people. So having your niche and then developing it and also like showing yourself as that showing that you are an expert in this showing that you are um you know it's i feel like every projector it's so important to work on your self-worth because if you don't recognize yourself other people won't recognize you Mm, so when you know it doesn't mean you have to be arrogant it doesn't mean it's just like yeah like i know what i'm talking about or um i'm just sharing openly so people see you as like oh that person can help me if you're hiding and if you're like secretly you know keeping all your stuff at bay how are we supposed to know that we can ask you this it's so interesting too for me as a projector i when i started learning more about this i can can pinpoint a moment so they they say the reason why to wait for the invitation is when you don't mm. people feel very repelled, repelled. oh absolutely and i remember being in an event and yeah. i almost feel like messaging this girl one day and being like <laughs> i am so sorry <laughs> i had just started salon rising and i was at an event and she was a um a beauty owner and she was just they were just there doing mm. it and and i sat down with the owner and then i literally just like spewed out any information i could because i was like i'm gonna help her yeah because yeah, so we want to help Started yeah. rising. So I was like, do you do this? Do you do this? And she's like, you can tell she was like, all right. And then like when I left, I was like, 
why didn't I was trying to help? Like in my head, I was yes. like, why was she so repelled by me then? Like I was just trying to help and I was trying to give her information. I was trying to make her successful. And then the more I stepped into Salon Rising, it's almost like this defined, oh, yeah. I see that yeah. now because yeah. waiting for someone to say like, hey, what do you I think see about you. this? And letting yeah. me then give the knowledge, I realise now most importantly, I need to step back and wait for the invitation because when I just give the invitation, when I just give the information, I repel people because yeah. they're like, or get just off the information just bounces off. Them. Yeah, like, and then it's a waste of your energy. And then I yeah. feel resentful because I'm like, I'm just trying to help, and they're like, get off my fucking back. Like, I don't want it. Like, I didn't ask for your advice. So yeah. for me, knowing that as a projector became so valuable. Yeah. Because then I stopped. I know now to stop myself doing it. Yeah. And also know within this industry that the ideal clients and mm. people that want to work for me with me and get my perspective on things and be able to let me guide them will come to me because if I try and force it and be like you should work with me someone's going to be like you Mm. can back off (laughs) yeah well this is exactly the conditioning that if you want it you have to go out and get it and you have to force it and you have to like really market yourself and all these things and it never works I was exactly the same and exactly as you said it's it's a waste of our energy as Jen also mentioned it just bounces off them it's like it feels like it's falling on deaf ears and as a projector who you know we get a lot of like self-fulfillment or feeling like we're if we're helping someone it's like okay like I'm doing my thing. It's like it feels yeah. so satiating in our body. The same with how the generator, when they're just doing what they love. It's like when we see that our, our I guess, guidance or our take was helping someone, it's like we get that same feeling. So when you don't get that, it's like, oh, like, yeah. and you feel bitter, which yes. is the not self. So my not self yeah. is bitter, yeah. And it is, and it's it's not even just bitter. It's like feeling taken for granted, mm-hmm. taken advantage mm-hmm. of. You feel a bit like icky. It's like, oh, you just feel a bit like you kind of got like – I don't know, you're like you're sitting there naked now because you're like I just gave you so much and you didn't even receive it. Yeah, and, and then you feel judged and like. Exactly. And misunderstood <laughs> yeah, is a big and thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can yeah. 100% feel that yeah. within my bones. And when we're so energetic, we feel it even if like they don't say like, like I'm not ready. I did this too. Yeah. Like, Girl, I'm sorry. This is how I was that day. But yeah. It's all experimenting. It really allowed me to like reflect on that and yeah. be like, oh. Yeah, yeah and so you sense. know some people they're just not ready to hear it or they don't want to hear it and yeah. like, it's not up for us to be the ones to force have to tell change. them force <laughs> it and trust me if you give it some time like maybe if that hadn't have happened she would come like she would have started yeah. following you on instagram and she would have come she would have paid you and it would have been a fully and it would have felt like a beautiful aligned Agreed. invite Agreed. so it's so important as a projector to just wait that little bit it, they're gonna come they're yeah. gonna see it you're doing your thing and if they don't come they're and then not some your you. exactly yeah. but and how i've seen it's like then you feel as well fully um, like your energy is used in a beautiful way because they've received it. They've gone and been able to then implement it. You feel good. And then ho- hopefully there's been an energetic exchange. Like, yeah. you know, they, they talk about as well, like projectors, we shouldn't just be always giving this away for free. Like, get you know, have your exchange, something that you feel like, okay, I've, I feel successful. So mm-hmm. that's the... The true self, the signature self as a projector is a sense of success. And this doesn't mean but the conditioned way we see successful. It's just you feel successful in your body. Like yeah. you're making a difference. You're helping. Mm. You're feeling like people see you, value you. You have like whatever your definition of success is, it's important for each projector to find them. For example, I love to have space still in my day. I love to have freedom. I love to feel like I'm of service and all these things. And I didn't have that in my past yeah. job. Even though, you know, if we put it on paper, someone would say a lawyer is more successful than a human human design teacher so and you know because that's the way that we think of things so it's all about as well like yes your financial freedom so whatever your version of success is it's important for a projector to define this 
and to yeah share that your expertise uh, and, and the wait self is the is the signature self is success, success. Yeah. yeah yeah it's the one that's kind of different i love the the japanese they have the word called ikigai for purpose which means do what you love do what you're good at do what the world needs and do what you can get paid for and that's just perfect for a yeah. projector because when you're doing like what you're good at and there's there's demand for it and you're it's as well like it, it should be what comes really naturally as a projector you're not meant to i feel like there's a start in your business that you're going to be working a lot harder once to get that recognition once you have it it's like people just come mm. yeah um so Ugh, well, yeah okay okay yeah. we've got time for that we've got one, one last one time. last yeah. yes. yes oh my god i was like how, are we gonna have enough like we're gonna have enough to talk about we've only done the time oh so it's the fact that we this is to touching the surface into the masterclass yeah. is that fucking exciting if yeah. anyone else is feeling pumped in this oh Yes. Okay. I'm so excited that I get to keep talking after this. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the reflector. So the reflector is only 1% of the population. So they're a lot more rare. And as the name suggests, they were reflecting the environment and the people that they're around. So it is crucial as a reflector to be in places and around people that feel good to them because you know as the saying that suggests of um you are the people the, the people you surround yourself with yeah, the five people you surround yeah. yourself with that's very true for a reflector because they're so open to their environment that they act as a sponge and it's all about they can be whoever they want to be and it's not by accident the places that they're feeling connected towards because that's meant to bring out that part of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they often said that the reflectors were would be really beautiful beside the ruler as being able to see the health of the people, the health of the organisation. Even just recently I had a workshop and there was one reflector and, um, you know, there was 50 women there and I, like, I could look to her – to read the room of how everyone was feeling and how like, you know, how, yeah, I could see her instantly. Yeah. I love it when I have, even in my courses, if there's a reflector, because whatever she's experiencing or she's feeling, it's, it's, the I guess it's permeating the whole space. It's Mm. um, any feedback from a reflector is, Amazing. Tiana's amazing. Really? (gasps) Wow, beautiful. That is amazing. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, you can't pick a reflector though because the thing is is that it's so about their environment. So you can have a reflector that's, um, you know, I I dated a reflector in America and he was just so his – environment and then I had a really good friend in Germany and she was a reflector and she was exactly like she was just a typical Berlin um, Berlin German so it's really you can never pick them but they, they really need to only choose the environments not force environments that aren't right for them and give themselves a lot of support because the world is very overwhelming so if you're very open to everything that's around them they really have to be their own advocates take their time in making decisions because they can feel different every day some days they feel like a generator some days they feel like a manifester and really seeing that their true power is when they're grounded in themselves and just letting whatever wants to express through there um they are they are these powerful beings that can shift and change so much so when they keep it moving that's their you know that's when their their magic will shine through for sure. Amazing. Not self. Not self is disappointed. So this is a sense of like, oh, is this it? Is this the world I live in? Groundhog Day, mm. you know, is this it? Because they're very wise souls, reflectors. I feel like they've they've been around the block, uh, you know, many lifetimes. And so I feel like when they're 
really just like, oh, is this is this my life? Is this how people live and act? It's like, okay, that's you need to shake things up. And then their signature true self is a sense of surprise. So like, wow, that can happen. How cool, um, you know, synchronicities or things like come, you know, things can surprise them because – they're not. They're no longer in this Groundhog Day. They're flowing. Yeah, they're yeah. doing things. We didn't find out. So, for a reflector, what's mm-hmm. a famous person that's a reflector? Sandra Bullock is a famous person, so she can like chameleonize into lots of different. But yep. um, yeah, there's lots of more like quite um, free spirited people are reflectors. So. Yeah. What about one thing we didn't do is a projector. projector. Um, there is well, uh, Obama was a projector, so you can think of him as yeah, like how wow. he led. Yeah. Mm. It's so different to like Donald Trump, who's a manifester. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Even that is mm-hmm. interesting. Because like, you know, and you see, and you know, obviously it's not the most positive example of uh, with ruling, but he, like his people are so on board yeah. with him. Yeah. Like, you know, and then there's some people, everyone else is, no. So it's like this really polarizing. Yeah. Whereas Obama, you know, he how he led was very different. Oh my gosh, there's just so much. I wish we could talk about it all day. And we can. But we can't. Like we can, but you guys can't stay for the whole day, unfortunately. So we are going to wrap this one up now. Yep. Um, Hillary, you are exceptional. Yes. Like I'm so, it's like, just it's inviting, so. Like, Hillary's a projector, so we've obviously invited yeah. her to talk. And she's explosive. Like, yeah. She's so Thank you. captivating. Jen and I are sitting here like. Uh, well, that's uh, what an aligned <laughs> invite does. Any projectors listening, it I feel like when you have an aligned invite and you've been invited in, it like brings the best out of you. It's like it opens yeah. your channel. I really can see that um, when someone's come even in my readings, if they've come and invited, different to like if someone's bought a reading, reading for, for yeah, me yeah, and wow. they actually don't want to. It's such a, you know, they still end up loving it because because you, you resonate so much with human design. But it's this different energy of like I'm here invited rather than like, you know, they kind of like show me what you got kind of energy. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. feel as good as a projector because I'm like, okay. <laughs> so if people – so obviously the next thing for us is we are doing a masterclass. So yes. we're going – deeper into how you do this and bring this into your business and how it can really change how your business works and molds how you get to know your people yes then that we're going to do the types in that is it no the yes we're going to do authorities and profiles yeah. profiles yeah. which is super exciting because then we can read into that um and we're going to speak about how we can obviously bring this into your businesses yeah obviously in culture i'm very focused on it so and have everyone working to that to their, their strengths. strengths. Yeah, and having them lit up. I talk about things like love languages and how that changes in my business. But this is like another way where we can be yeah. like, whoa, this is going to change our business in that way. So we're going to have that conversation. Um, so you can jump on. The masterclass will be um, yeah. advertised on our all our socials. If people want to find you, Hillary, how do they find you? Yes. So I'm on Instagram at designed as you. I also, you'll find all my website and things. I have a Redux certification course, readings. I have a podcast coming out. So, yes, there's plenty on there. I have my book. So, all the things. Okay. Incredible. And we'll make sure all that stuff is in the show notes notes as well, guys. So, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. As we said, if you've loved this conversation and you want more of this conversation on the pod, please let us know because that's how we give you what you want. Yeah, and I feel like we've only just scratched the surface Literally. today. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's amazing. Thanks, guys. Thanks Thank so much so for joining you. us. Thank Thanks you, Hillary, for coming you, on. Yeah. And um, we'll see you all back again soon. Bye. Bye.
Guys, if you've loved this conversation, we take this far deeper in our masterclass with Hillary on how you can use this as a business owner and also how you use this with your staff. So we go into things like how your staff receive praise, how you have hard conversations with them, but also how they work best and how you can support them. So for today only listening to this little podcast you've listened to, our discount code for this to receive 10% off is DESIGN10. We cannot wait to see you over there. The conversation is amazing.